and welcome to the Scripture Study Project, our podcast dedicated to helping you discover the scriptures in a fresh way, invest your mind and heart into your personal study, and connect to God in your everyday life. We are your hosts, Krista and Zach Horton, this week here to study with you in Doctrine and Covenants section 63. This last week, actually I think it was two weeks ago, but we passed our two millionth download mark, which means we've been together, you listeners and us, for two, two, millionth two million times. times. It means two million times people heard me talk about <laughs> how much I loved Ricola cough drops a couple of years ago. I don't think they listened to that specific <laughs> episode two million times. Hopefully no one would. Um, yeah, that's kind of exciting. That is exciting. So thank you for being with us on this journey as we study the scriptures, as we learn a lot ourselves as we figure out which cough drops are the best. That was mid, that was in the beginning year. So if you have not listened to that episode, trust me, you do not need to go back and listen to the riveting cough drop saga. Um, but we're just grateful that for all of you listeners and grateful that you're out there listening. So um, we hope that we have some new fun things ahead yeah. as we move into summer and move into summer, a new season, we um, have some fun things planned ahead. But first, I know many of you have been wondering, I left you hanging last week because I said I was going to tell you what the big tree in the middle of the river was in Missouri, and I never said it. After we were done recording, or maybe it was even a little after, I said, I never said what the tree is. Anyway, the name of a tree in the middle of a river, at least the Missouri River at that time, was a Sawyer. There you go. There you go. I, I followed up with my promise. Hey, so over the next couple of months, you are going to be enjoying summer. We are going to be enjoying summer. Busy time as usual. And we want to try something a little bit different that um, allows us all a little bit more time. We know there's a lot of great uh, Come Follow Me resources out there. We didn't want to just take a summer break, um, but we also um, just were being realistic with our time over the next couple of months and knew that maybe we would need to trim back a bit. Well, let's be real. I wanted to take the summer break. <laughs> no, just kidding. I didn't want to. It, there's just a balance to um, what we do here, and we've been going strong for... Almost four years. Almost four years, but this felt like the right thing. So we kind of have a new format that we're going to introduce for the summer as kind of a summer special, I guess you could say, mm -hmm. and um, just to mix it up a little. And actually, as we decided, as we discussed what we were wanting to do, um, we felt like this was really a right fit for these next chapters and also for our time and hopefully for your time too. Yeah. So what we're going to do over the next couple of months is provide mini episodes. They're going to be a little bit shorter than our traditional 25 to 30 minute episodes, but we're hoping that they still yield the same amount of um, helpfulness, utility to you. What we're going to do in each mini episode is three things, and we actually tag them in the very beginning of each episode in our introduction. First, we are going to help you discover that week's scripture block in a new and fresh way. Provide an insight, some contextual information, 
um, some relevance that will help you see that block in a way that maybe you otherwise wouldn't see it and that maybe isn't provided by other resources you might have. Then we're going to help you invest your mind and heart into your personal study. That's always been a hallmark of what we do here is we don't want to be the stars of your scripture study. We want to give you the resources so that your study, your insights, and what God says to you is really the highlight of your experience. And so to help you invest, we're going to ask you a question, not one that's going to yield cool scripture insights um, or help you highlight special things to make a nice, nice, neat scripture chain. We want to ask you questions that are personal uh, and that really do invest your mind and your heart into what you're reading in the scriptures. And then last, we want to help you connect to God in your everyday life. And for us, we find that comes when we do simple, small things. And each week's study can carry with it, of course, many promptings and ideas for you. And we want to provide maybe just one idea or suggestion that you might consider as you seek to strengthen your relationship with God. So this week, as we studied in section 63, the phrase that stood out to us, or I guess the word, and the idea was faithfulness and loyalty to God. And we have had some fun insights into what that means as we discover this word in maybe a new and fresh take, especially in the context of section 63. Yeah, I think we're triggered as members of the church to identify the word faith when it appears and to discuss, study, learn about, and to improve our faith, which is wonderful. And there's nothing at all wrong with that. Well, not to mention the many different ways that we use faith. We talk about it in so it many different... It is a very broad term. Yeah, yeah, so broad of terms, yes. We saw in section 63 that the Lord was specifying a particular aspect of faith. And he phrased it this way. This is verse 37. Let every man take righteousness in his hands and faithfulness upon his loins. And then in verse 47, very similar idea. He that is faithful and endureth shall overcome the world. Uh, this isn't the same word exactly, but the idea is very similar in verse 20. Nevertheless, he that endureth in faith and doeth my will, the same shall overcome and shall receive an inheritance upon the earth when the day of transfiguration shall come. Now, there are great discussions to be had about faith, but one thing I think that could be powerful to study this week is faithfulness, loyalty, fidelity to God. And I think that's made even more powerful as we understand the context of section 63. So Joseph has just gotten back to Kirtland, Ohio after his trip to Missouri. And when he gets back, he finds that quite a few church members, some that were on the trip with him, Ezra Booth, for example, uh, have either already turned critical of the prophet and of the church or are about to. Um, the Lord points this out in verse 13. Nevertheless, I give commandments and many have turned away from my commandments and have not kept them. And so this becomes a struggle in the church in Kirtland and it's going to spread and increase until even the modern day where there is a wrestle, an ongoing wrestle with loyalty. Do I stay loyal to the Lord and to his appointed servants when things get difficult, when things don't make sense, when things in my life make it hard for me uh, to continue that way? Do I stay loyal? 
And it's interesting to me that the Lord um, makes a connection here. Verse 14, he connects faithlessness with another sin. And I think it gives a, an insight into the way that the Lord views our relationship about him. So this is verse 14. There were among you adulterers and adulteresses, some of whom have turned away from you, and others remain with you that hereafter shall be revealed. Then verse 16, Verily I say unto you, as I have said before, he that looketh on a woman to lust after her, or if any shall commit adultery in their hearts, they shall not have the spirit, but shall deny the faith and shall fear. It's interesting to me that in the same breath, the Lord discusses people that turn away from him and people that turn away from their spouse. Faithlessness to him in the same breath as he's discussing faithlessness to a spouse. In fact, towards the end of the section, he briefly mentions and hints at the parable of the ten virgins, which, of course, it had those ten women in it, five of whom were wise, five of whom were not wise. But if you remember, the whole story surrounded a wedding, and it was the groom that was going to meet the bride. And in every scripture where the Lord talks about marriage like that, he symbolizes himself as the groom and the church as the bride. In other words, one thing I think that can help us discover this scripture block in a fresh way is to understand that the Lord views our relationship to him just as binding and as committed as a marriage relationship. When we turn away from him, it pains him the same way that a spouse is pained when another turns away. And when we return to him, when we are faithful and loyal to him, uh, he feels that same kind of love and attachment that we would uh, in a marriage. And I think that's just a beautiful symbol and one that can really help us understand what the Lord means when he says that we are to be faithful to him. Well, I really like this way of looking at faith. We have mentioned before the broad ways in which we use the word faith. And thinking of it as this faithfulness has really been helpful for me. And so the question that we would offer you to invest your mind and heart into your personal study this week is this, how faithful am I to the Lord? Which for me, this question really became applicable right now for me and helped me connect more to God is in verse 23. But unto him that keepeth my commandments, I will give the mysteries of my kingdom, and the same shall be in him a well of living water springing up unto everlasting life. I really like the idea of commandments as a way to show our faithfulness, that sometimes we can keep the commandments just to keep the commandments, that they're just something that we do. But I think as we look at our faithfulness and why we're doing these things, why we're wanting to be faithful to the Lord or in what ways we're doing that, that we can look at the commandments in new ways that help us to serve him differently, to love him differently, and really be more conscious of why we're doing the things we're doing. I think of, you know, really simple marriage advice is to serve your spouse, right? You do small things to be faithful or loyal to your spouse. And what you're talking about is changing the way that we view our commandment keeping. I keep it not just out of duty or obligation, 
I keep it out of love and a desire to be loyal and faithful to this person in with whom I've made this committed relationship. I think in a lot of ways, he almost gives us the commandments as a way to discover him in new ways and just discover ourselves in new ways, just as it says in that verse. Mm-hmm. Well, and as in any relationship, there's another side to that. We connect to God through our commandment keeping. And when we do that, he connects to us and then helps us to grow. If you want a great resource on faithfulness, just search Neil A. Maxwell, Endure It Well. There's a BYU devotional that's an hour long. There's a conference talk that's not quite as long. There's a whole book that he wrote on it. Uh, And as with any Elder Maxwell talk, you can spend hours and hours reading and digesting. But there's just a couple of ideas from his conference talk that resonated with me as I studied this week. And one of them was the idea that if we are faithful to the Lord, if we don't abandon ship when things get hard or confusing or when we don't feel the way that we want to feel, the Lord will use that commitment and that time to grow us and change us. Elder Maxwell says this, So many spiritual outcomes require saving truths to be mixed with time, forming the elixir of experience, that sovereign remedy for so many things. Personal spiritual symmetry emerges only from the shaping of prolonged obedience. Twigs are bent, not snapped into shape. And so I love your connect idea, keeping commandments as a sign of faithfulness and understanding that those commandments are going to bend us into the shape that the Father wants us to be in. And as we look at our faith or in our faithfulness in new ways, I think he'll show us great and wonderful things about ourselves and about the world too. Um, thank you for listening this week. We hope you enjoy this summer and we hope you enjoy this summer mini series or our mini episodes that we'll be doing. And we hope to have you back next week. Thank you.